In this recording, we're going to be learning a piece from Rabbi Yosef Dov about the dimensions of the Mizbeach in the Beisam Mikdash. Now, this piece was originally published in the Givas Shaul Torah Journal out of Chicago in 1936, and it's reprinted in Kovetz Chidushe Torah beginning on page 142, as well as in Chidushe Hagram Hagrid on the Rambam in Hilchos Beis HaBechira Beis Yud Zayin. Now, even though it's a short piece, but it has a very important conceptual idea. And as we'll see at the end, Reb Yosef Dov's uncle, Reb Velvel, has a very similar formulation of this whole idea. Now, there is some conceptual connections between this piece and the previous recording, which discussed the two elements of the Beis HaMikdash, but especially this piece connects with the second recording we did on the letters between Rabbi Yosef Dov and Rabbi Velvel, where we discussed the idea that the Aron is less connected to the Beis HaMikdash than the other vessels in the Beis HaMikdash. So especially Rabbi Yosef Dov was saying that, but even Rabbi Velvel to some degree. Now in this piece, we're going to see that Rabbi Velvel and Rabbi Yosef Dov, when discussing the Mizbeach, say precisely the opposite, that the Mizbeach is more connected to the Beis HaMikdash than the other vessels. So there's an incredibly important comparison between the Aron and the Mizbeach, that the Aron is less part of the Beis HaMikdash and the Mizbeach is more so. And we'll discuss at the end the important philosophical implications of that. Rabbi Yosef Dov begins with a contradiction in the Rambam, and he doesn't mention it, but the Minchas Chinoch in Mitzvah Tzadihei Ostesvav asks this. The Rambam in Hilchus Beis Abichira Beis Yud Zayin writes, Arba Karnos Shal Mizbeach. The Mizbeach has four corners. Aval Midas Arko, Midas Rachbo, Midas Komoso, Enan Me'akvin. But the dimensions of the height and the width and the length are not a requirement. So the basic requirement of the Mizbeach is that it must have four corners, otherwise it's a disqualified Mizbeach, but there was a specific height and width and dimensions to the Mizbeach, but that was ideally the way it was supposed to be built. If it was not built with the proper dimensions, that would still be a good enough Mizbeach. Now, this seems to flat out contradict what the Rambam himself writes earlier in Halacha Gimel and Dalid. Midos HaMizbeach Mechuvanos Harbe Vitsuroso Yodua Ish Me Ish. The dimensions of the Mizbeach are very precise and they're known in a tradition passed down from generation to generation. It should not be any larger or smaller than the proper dimensions. And three prophets came up with the Jews from exile at the beginning of the second Beis HaMikdash. So the role of these three prophets was to pass along the tradition. One of them said where to place the Mizbeach and one of them testified he gave over the proper dimensions of the Mizbeach. So in these halachas, the Rambam seems to say that there is a very precise dimension to the Mizbeach. It cannot be smaller or larger than that. And those dimensions are passed down from generation to generation generation, and there was a prophet that told them how to do it at the beginning of the second Beis HaMikdash. So why does the Rambam say later in Halacha Yud Zayin that the exact dimensions are not a requirement, just that it have four corners, but whether it's smaller or larger is not an absolute requirement. So to answer this, Rav Yosef Dov goes through some of the major sources about this issue. So the whole issue is discussed in Zvachim Samech Beis Amad Aleph, and the Gemara there relates that there were three prophets 
prophets who came up from the exile, and one of them testified al midos hamizbeach about the dimensions of the mizbeach. Now, the mizbeach in the second Beis Hamikdash was larger than in the first Beis Hamikdash. The first Beis Hamikdash it was twenty-eight by twenty-eight, and in the second Beis Hamikdash it was thirty-two by thirty-two. So it went up by four amos. So how did they do that? So Rashi interprets that what the prophet told them, in other words, one of the prophets testified about the dimensions of the Mizbeach. So according to Rashi, what he said is that it doesn't matter what the dimensions are. You can make it larger. So that's why they took the liberty of making the Mizbeach and the second Beis HaMikdash larger than the first based on what this prophet had told them that you're allowed to change the dimensions of the Mizbeach. So according to Rashi, there's a very consistent message from this Gemara that you are allowed to change the dimensions of the Mizbeach so long as there's four corners. And in fact, that's what the prophet told them that they were allowed to make it larger. Now, the Rambam, as we just saw, interprets this differently because according to the Rambam, the prophet told them how large to make the Mizbeach. So even though the Mizbeach in the first base on Mikdash was smaller, that must have been the prophecy of how big to build it then. And now the prophet told them that really the Mizbeach is supposed to be 32 by 32. So the prophet did not tell them they can build it as large as they want. The dimensions don't matter. The prophet told them to do it 32 by 32 and they followed his directions. That's how the Rambam understands what the Gemara is saying. So this Gemara is not saying that they can build it however large they want. The Gemara is saying that there was prophecy as to how large it's supposed to be. Generally, it's 32 by 32, but in the first base on Mikdash, it's 28 by 28. But the Gemara also adds that if they make a mistake, so they build it larger or smaller, that doesn't disqualify the Mizbeach. So that's how the Rambam rules. Now, there is another Gemara that seems to contradict this in Chulin Pegimel Amadbeiz. The Gemara says that someone who adds to the Mizbeach violates the Pasuk of HaKol Sav Miyad Hashem Alai Hiskil. The Pasuk says that the Beis HaMikdash has to be built with the exact dimensions that Hashem gave. You can't make it larger or smaller. So changing or altering any aspect of the design of the Beis HaMikdash is a violation of that. Pasuk. So the Gemara in Chulin seems to say that adding to the Mizbeach violates that Pasuk. So that would mean you cannot add or take away from the Mizbeach, make it larger or smaller from the precise design that it's supposed to have. So Tosos in Chulin and Zvachim already asks this contradiction and he suggests three different answers. First, that the Gemara in Chulin is talking about if they build it more than 60 Amos. So that they're not allowed to do. There is flexibility up to 60, but more than that would violate the Pasuk and disqualify the Mizbeach. So that's the first distinction. Answer number two is that the Gemara in Chulin is talking about adding height. So the Gemara in Zvachim is talking about the length and the width. That could be added or detracted, but the height has to be precise. So the Gemara in Chulin is talking about the height. The Gemara in Zvachim is talking about the length and the width. Now, our version of the Gemara in Zvachim refers also to the height, but it must be that Tostos had a different version of the text that didn't have the word height in Zvachim. 
And third, Toso suggests that the Gemara in Chulin is talking about where he adds to the Mizbeach and it's no longer squared. So that's a problem. The Mizbeach has to be squared, but the Gemara is not talking about the dimensions of the height, the width, or the length. So those are Tosos' three suggestions. Now, none of those are going to work within the Rambam because the Rambam records both these contradictory halachas that on the one hand, the Mizbeach dimensions have to be precise as the tradition dictates. And then he writes that they don't need to be precise and it doesn't disqualify the Mizbeach. So the Rambam is contradicting himself. And Rabbi Yosef Dov adds that there's another problem. The Rambam doesn't even mention that more than 60 does disqualify the Mizbeach. So he omits mention of that halacha. So to explain the view of the Rambam, Rabbi Yosef Dov begins with a different question. The Gemara in Chulin said that altering the design of the Mizbeach is a violation of Hakol Sav Miyad Hashem Alai Hiskil. That Hashem gave the precise design of the Beis Mikdash. But the problem is that that Pusik is only talking about the building of the Beis HaMikdash, not the Kleshares, the vessels inside the Beis HaMikdash. Changing the design of the vessels is not included in that prohibition. So how can the Gemara apply it to the Mizbeach? And here we're talking about the Mizbeach HaChitzon. There were two Mizbeachs, one in the courtyard and one inside in the temple building. So the Mizbeach HaChitzon is the outside Mizbeach in the courtyard where the majority of the sacrifices were brought. How does the Gemara apply that Pasuk and that prohibition to the Mizbeach, which is a vessel and not the building itself? So there's no prohibition to change the design of the Mizbeach or the other vessels. Says Rabbi Yosef Dov, even though that distinction between the building and the vessels is generally correct, but the Mizbeach HaChitzon is an exception because that Mizbeach was considered part of the building because it was attached to the ground. So it was not movable. The rest of the vessels were transportable, so they were not considered part of the building, and the prohibition of changing the design did not apply to them. But the Mizbeach HaChitzon was a part of the building because it was connected to it. And not only was this a practical matter because it was connected and couldn't be moved, but it's also the essential definition of a Beis HaMikdash that it has this Mizbeach in it. That's the way the Torah describes the Beis HaMikdash. And when the Rambam lists the areas of the Beis HaMikdash, so he lists the Heichal, the building, the Azara, the courtyards, and the Kodesh HaKodashim, the inside Holy of Holies. So included in the courtyard, says Rabbi Yosef Dov, is the Mizbeach, because without that, it's not a real courtyard, so it does not fulfill the mitzvah of building a Beis HaMikdash if there's just a yard, but there's no Mizbeach in there. The Mizbeach is what provides the courtyard with the status of the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash. So it's integral to the whole building of the Beis HaMikdash. Now, Rabbi Yosef Dov adds another step. Even though the Beis HaMikdash requires the Mizbeach, the reverse is not true. The Mizbeach does not require the Beis HaMikdash. So there is a possibility of having a Mizbeach independent even without a Beis HaMikdash because there is a halacha makriven afal pishain bias that one could offer sacrifices even though there's no Beis HaMikdash. So we see that there's a possibility of having a functioning Mizbeach which has the status of a Mizbeach even though there's no Beis HaMikdash and obviously that Mizbeach would not be bound to the rules of a Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. It would have its own independent rules of what creates such a Mizbeach.
Pesach. So now this very brilliantly is going to answer the contradiction in the Gemaras and explain the view of the Rambam. The Gemara in Chulin that says that there's a problem adding to the Mizbeach is talking about the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash and that Mizbeach is an integral part of the building of the Beis HaMikdash. So it has the same rules that you're not allowed to change the design. So that's why the Gemara says that adding to that Mizbeach would violate the Pasuk of HaKol Sav that the Mizbeach has to have the precise dimensions. As opposed to the Gemara in Zvachim, which is not dealing with the rules of a Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. It's just talking about the rules of the Mizbeach. So it's not limited only to Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. So there the Gemara says that the Mizbeach could be larger or smaller because there is a type of Mizbeach which is not bound to the design of the Beis HaMikdash. So the dimensions could be larger or smaller. So that explains the contradiction in the Gemaras, and that also explains why the Rambam records both rulings. Because when he's describing the Beis HaMikdash, so he says that the Mizbeach has to have precise dimensions because it's part of the overall architecture of the Beis HaMikdash. So everything has to be done precisely. But then later the Rambam says, in terms of the Mizbeach on its own, independent of the Beis HaMikdash, so then it actually could be larger or smaller. Because there is a type of Mizbeach which functions on its own and is not included in the prohibition of HaKol Sav that it has to follow the precise dimensions. So this is a very creative approach to explain the Rambam's rulings and how he interprets these Gemaras. And Rabbi Yosef Dov adds that this could explain why the Rambam omits the halacha that if the Mizbeach is more than 60 amas, it's disqualified because the Rambam is describing the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash and that one can't be more than 32. So he doesn't need to tell us the 60 because of course it can't be more than 60. It can't even be more than 32 and the Gemara is only mentioning the 60 maximum height in terms of a Mizbeach outside the Beis HaMikdash. So that's why the Rambam doesn't get into the details about that because he's mainly describing the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash and the 60 maximum height is not relevant to that. It is relevant in terms of building one's own Mizbeach elsewhere, but I guess the Rambam doesn't get into the details of that. So that's the first explanation of the Rambam. Now Rabbi Yosef Dov offers another one. The Gemara in Chulin is not talking about adding stones to the Mizbeach. It's talking about adding dirt. So Rabbi Yosef Dov asks, the material of the Mizbeach is stones, not dirt. So who cares if someone adds dirt onto the Mizbeach? That shouldn't affect the dimensions of the Mizbeach because it's not the material from which the Mizbeach is made. So what does it matter if someone adds some dirt onto the stone Mizbeach? So Rabbi Yosef Dov says that it seems the question of the Gemara is not about the Mizbeach. It's not that the dimensions of the Mizbeach are being affected, but it's the rest of the Beis HaMikdash. Meaning the Beis HaMikdash is supposed to have an airspace with a certain amount of empty space in it between the walls and the ceiling and the Mizbeach. And that airspace is being limited by the extra dirt that the person put on the Mizbeach. 
So the problem is not the Mizbeach, it's the rest of the Beis HaMikdash no longer has the proper design, the exact precise amount of airspace, because now between the Mizbeach and the walls, there's extra dirt, which is limiting the airspace. So that's the question of the Gemara. Not about the Mizbeach, but about the rest of the Beis HaMikdash. So now, that itself answers the question that he began with. How does the Gemara apply HaKol Sav to the Mizbeach, which is a vessel, when HaKol Sav only applies to the building of the Beis HaMikdash, not to the vessels? So according to this second approach, now the answer is that the Gemara was not asking about the Mizbeach. It was asking about the building that it no longer has the proper airspace. So now we don't need to say what he said in the first approach, that the Mizbeach has the status of the Beis HaMikdash. Even without that, the Gemara is asking a good question because of the rest of the building of the Beis HaMikdash that's being affected by this additional dirt. So now, using this second approach, says Rabbi Yosef Dov, this is another way to get to the same conclusion, the same answer to the contradiction in the Rambam. When the Rambam says that the Mizbeach has to be the precise dimension, it's referring to the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash because if it's larger or smaller, it changes the layout of the Beis HaMikdash and there's not the proper airspace, so it changes the design. So if the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash is off, it's a problem because of the building of the Beis HaMikdash, which is no longer precise. But then in the later halacha, the Rambam says that the dimensions of a Mizbeach outside the Beis HaMikdash don't need to be precise because again, there's no specific rule that the dimensions of the Mizbeach have to be precise. Only the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash has to be precise. So these are two very brilliant, creative approaches to answer the contradiction in the Rambam, both of them arriving at the same basic approach, but formulating it differently. Now, there's other more technical answers for the Rambam. So the Masei Rokeach in his commentary on the Rambam, Hilchos Beis Abachira, Beis Yod Zayin, suggests a possible technical answer. And the Haram Oria in his commentary on the Rambam, and Rabbi Sir Zalman in the Evan HaAzel, Hilchos Beis Abachira, Beis Gimel. So they also have a technical solution that maybe the Rambam holds the Mizbeach should be built with the proper dimensions, but it doesn't disqualify it if it's not. So others question this because if there are proper dimensions for the Mizbeach, what does it mean to say that it doesn't disqualify it? If the Mizbeach doesn't have the proper dimensions, then why shouldn't it be disqualified? So that's some of the discussion. Now, interestingly, Reb Leib Malin, who was one of the great students of the Mir, and he studied with Reb Velvel in Brisk, and he was a Rosh Hashiv in Beis Talmud after the war. So in his Chidushe Reb Arya Leib, Chelek Beis, Simen Chaf Zayin, he basically suggests the same approach as Rabbi Yosef Dov's first approach, that there's a difference between the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash versus a standalone Mizbeach. And the problem with the wrong dimensions only applies to the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash. And he adds a very nice proof to this idea. The Rambam in his Sefer HaMitzvos, Mitzvah Chaf, lists a mitzvah to build the Beis HaMikdash. So the Ravid questions the Rambam, why didn't he include the mitzvah to build the Mizbeach? Why is he only listing a mitzvah to build the Beis HaMikdash and not the mitzvah which is mentioned in the Torah to build the Mizbeach? Says Reb Leib, because according to the Rambam, the Mizbeach is part of the Beis HaMikdash. It's not a separate mitzvah. It's integral to the building of the Beis HaMikdash, so it's 
included in the mitzvah to build the Beis HaMikdash. So that reinforces Rabbi Yosef Dov's idea that the Mizbeach is a part of the architecture of the Beis HaMikdash and it follows the same rules of design. So Rabbi Leib and Rabbi Yosef Dov are saying something very similar, even if there's small differences in formulation, but the overall approach is the same. Now, there's an interesting counter to Rabbi Yosef Dov and Rabbi Leib from the Sride Eish in his Chuvas Simen Kufmem Gimel. He's asked by a rabbi from Leeds what he thinks about the Evan Ha'azel's approach to this Rambam. And he writes that even though he studied in Slabodka, where Rabbi Sir Zalman had been a Rosh Yeshiva, but he came to the Yeshiva after Rabbi Sir Zalman already left and went to Slutsk. So he studied under Rabbi Sir Zalman's brother-in-law, Rabbi Moshe Mordechai Epstein, but not under Rabbi Sir Zalman. And he doesn't have that volume of Evan Ha'azel. So he can't really comment on the details of Rabbi Sir Zalman's approach, but it sounds like this rabbi had written to the Sridei Eish, very similar to Rabbi Yosef Dov and Reb Leib, that the Gemara in Zvachim is talking about a Mizbeach without a Beis HaMikdash, and the Sridei Eish says that he thinks that that's forced, because why would the Gemara address such a situation? And to then fit it into the Rambam is also problematic, because the Rambam didn't make clear that he's talking about a Mizbeach without a Beis HaMikdash. So he prefers the answer of Rabbi Sir Zalman in the Evan Ha'azal. Now, this rabbi also raises Rabbi Yosef Dov's other issue, that the Gemara is talking about dirt, not stones. So how does the dirt add to the Mizbeach? And the Sridei Eish again disagrees with Rabbi Yosef Dov. He does not think that this is a good question, because once the dirt becomes part of the Mizbeach, so that does add to the dimensions of the Mizbeach, even though it's not stones. So the Sridei Eish has a different view of this than Rabbi Yosef Dov. And there's another tshuva also to this rabbi from Leeds, he apparently published in the Haneeman Journal an article about all this, and it made the rounds. So in Chuvis Siach Moshe from Rabbi Moshe Kraus, who was another British rabbi, so in Simon Memzayin, he responds to this rabbi from Leeds, and he has more to say about it. So either way, this idea of the Evan Ha'azel was making its rounds, and the idea of Rabbi Yosef Adov and Rabbi Leib Malin was printed in an article in Haneeman by this rabbi, Rabbi Hillel Madelia from Leeds. Now, in the Sefer Minchas Avram, which quotes a lot of traditions from the Brisker family in Eretz Yisrael, so on Zvachim Samach Bezim at Aleph, he quotes from Reb Beryl Soloveitchik, the oldest son of Reb Velvel, that he also answered this contradiction in the Rambam along the lines of his cousin Reb Yosef Dov, that there's a difference between the Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash versus on its own. So there seem to be two major contemporary answers to this question. One is Rabbi Sir Zalman's, that there's a difference between Lechatchila and Bidiyeved, and the other is the Salavechiks, that there's a difference between a Mizbeach in the Beis HaMikdash versus outside. Now, the Salavechik approach is actually rooted in a letter already from Reb Velvel, which we mentioned briefly at the end of the previous recording because it related to that issue. But the majority of this letter actually discusses the status of the Mizbeach, specifically the outer Mizbeach and how it's part of the Beis HaMikdash. So the whole idea that the Mizbeach HaChitzon, the outer Mizbeach, is different than the other vessels in the Beis HaMikdash, and it's more connected with the overall building
Breaking already traces itself back to the second generation of Brisk, to Reb Velvel's letter, which is published in Chidushe Maran Riz Halevi at the end of the Sefer on page 81. The main conceptual point that Reb Velvel's making in this letter is that even though the place of both Mizbeachs, so again, there's the outer Mizbeach and then the inner Mizbeach, and both of those locations under the Mizbeach have the sanctity of the Mizbeach. But Reb Velvel's trying to differentiate between the two Mizbeachs, that even though the inner Mizbeach, the location is sanctified, but the outer Mizbeach is still more connected with its location, with the ground that it's on. And the way Rab Velvel formulates this is, the outer Mizbeach and the Beis HaMikdash, Milvad Mizbeach, in addition to the sanctity of the Mizbeach that that area has, in addition, it was also chosen specifically to be the location of the Mizbeach, like the Beis HaMikdash. So just like the area of the Beis HaMikdash was specifically chosen through a Navi, that this is where the Beis HaMikdash has to be, the same is true of the Mizbeach HaChitzon, that the Navi identified where the Mizbeach has to be. As opposed to the other vessels, which are in their location, because that's where the Beis HaMikdash is. There's no special rule where the menorah or the Mizbeach HaPnimi or the Shulchan, there's no special nevuah where those vessels have to be. They have to be in a certain spot in the Beis HaMikdash and there's a nevuah where the Beis HaMikdash has to be. The one exception is the outer Mizbeach where the Navi said exactly where it has to be located. So that's why it can't be moved. Again, it's not just practically that it's connected to the ground, but it's halachically that this is the location where the outer Mizbeach has to be on based on the prophet and it cannot be relocated. And the proof for this idea, of course, comes from the Rambam. When he's discussing the prohibition to bring sacrifices outside of the Beis HaMikdash, so once the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim was built, all private altars, the Bamos, were prohibited. So the Rambam quotes a Pasuk that David said, Zehu Beis Hashem, this is the house of Hashem, and this is the altar for the Jews to bring sacrifices. So David is saying that this is the only Beis HaMikdash and the only Mizbeach and no one can bring a sacrifice anywhere else. But he explicitly refers to two different things. The Beis HaMikdash but not only that, also the Mizbeach. So David specifically identifies the Mizbeach as one of the things that was chosen to be in Yerushalayim almost independent of the Beis HaMikdash. So we see it's not only that the Beis HaMikdash was chosen to be there and included in the the Beis HaMikdash is the Mizbeach HaChitzon, but the Mizbeach HaChitzon had its own chosenness to be placed in that location. So that's why in the beginning of chapter 2 of Hilchus Beis HaBechira, when the Rambam rules that one cannot move the location of the Mizbeach HaChitzon, it has to be precisely in the right location, the Rambam quotes this same Pasuk, Mizbeach Laola Yisrael, that this is where the Mizbeach has to be, because that's how he interpreted it in the beginning of the previous chapter, that David identified the exact location of the Mizbeach. So again, this 
illustrates that the Mizbeach is different than the other vessels in the Beis HaMikdash, that it's more integral to the whole design and the location of the Beis HaMikdash. And Reb Velvel brings another proof to this idea from Rashi's commentary on the Chumash in Devarim 12.14, where Hashem identifies that in the future there's going to be a special place for the Beis HaMikdash. So the language is, Kim ba'mokom asher yivchar Hashem be'echad shvatecha in the place that Hashem will choose in one of your tribes. So Rashi explains that that refers to the tribe of Binyamin, that the special location Hashem will choose is going to be in his land that belongs to Binyamin. So Reb Velvel points out that the Gemara says that the Mizbeach was in the land of Binyamin, not the whole Beis HaMikdash. So why is Rashi saying that the special location to be chosen is going to be in the land of Binyamin? So it seems like Rashi is referring to not the Beis HaMikdash, but the Mizbeach. So again, that reiterates that not only was the Beis HaMikdash chosen to be in this location in Yerushalayim, but the Mizbeach, in addition to that, was also chosen to be located where it was, and that was a special prophecy, and that's what Rashi is referring to, that the Mizbeach, the special location of it, will be in the area of Binyamin. So in this way, the Mizbeach HaChitzon was different from all the other vessels, including the Mizbeach HaPnimi. So even though though the area of the Mizbeach HaPnimi was sanctified as the area of the Mizbeach, and even if the Mizbeach is removed from there, that area still has the powers of the Mizbeach, but it's different in how it was chosen from the Mizbeach HaChitzon, which had a special prophecy telling them to put it in that location. So now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this recording, this idea from Reb Velvel and Reb Yosef Dov that the Mizbeach is more integral to the Beis HaMikdash than the rest of the vessels is an incredible contrast with the earlier piece that we had, a letter between Reb Yosef Dov and Reb Velvel, where Reb Yosef Dov specifically says that the Aron is less connected with the Beis HaMikdash. So this now is an incredible contrast between these two important vessels in the Beis HaMikdash, ordinarily we think that there's the Beis HaMikdash building, and inside are a bunch of very important vessels. But the way Reb Velvel and Reb Yosef Dov are analyzing these, it turns out that the Mizbeach is closer, more connected to the Beis HaMikdash, then there's the rest of the vessels, and the Aron is the least connected. Not that it's the least sanctified by any means, but it's the least connected to the Beis HaMikdash, as Reb Yosef Dov formulated it, the Aron is connected to the Luchos. It's the home of the Luchos, but it's not connected to the sacrifices the way the Mizbeach is. Now, this gets involved in a very important philosophical argument between the Rambam and the Ramban. And this is a very wide-ranging debate, so we're just going to touch on it briefly. We need a separate recording to really get into it. But there's a very important debate between the Rambam and the Ramban as to what the point of the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash is. The Rambam writes that the point is to have a place to bring the sacrifices. The Ramban, though, in the beginning of his commentary on Parshas Truma, so he describes the Beis HaMikdash as the place of Hashem's presence, not just a place to bring sacrifices. And there's a lot to be said about this. For anyone that's interested in going through the debate, there's an article from Rabbi Nachum Kampinski in the Malin Bakodesh Torah Journal, which deals with issues of the Beis HaMikdash in volume 23, beginning on page 
page 103. And Nechama Leibowitz in her commentary on Shmos also goes through this. And this debate has a lot of ramifications in terms of what role the vessels in the Beis HaMikdash play, how they're connected to the building of the Beis HaMikdash, and specifically the Aron. So the Ramban describes the Aron as the centerpiece of the Beis HaMikdash because it contains the Luchos, which represent the revelation at Har Sinai, which is the point of the Mishkan to preserve that feeling of Hashem's revelation. So according to the Ramban, the Aron is the piece that captures the point of the Beis HaMikdash. And this debate has a lot of ramifications in terms of interpreting various passages in the Torah. So it comes up in Kisisa about the Egel HaZahav. It comes up in Truma and Tetzaveh about the Mishkan, as well as in Ekev, where it talks about the Aron that Moshe built to house the Luchos. So the debate comes up in a number of places. And Rashi basically agrees with the Rambam and the Ibn Ezra with the Ramban. According to Rashi and the Rambam, the Mishkan and the Beis HaMikdash are connected to the sin of the golden calf. When the Jews sinned, so after that Hashem felt that they needed a place to be able to bring proper sacrifices. So that was the Mishkan slash Beis HaMikdash. Whereas according to the Ibn Ezra and the Ramban, the idea for the Mishkan preceded the Egel HaZahav. It was connected to the giving of the Torah at Har Sinai that Hashem wanted the Jews to be able to preserve that moment moving forward. So there's a lot of very important ideas about this whole debate. Now, Reb Velvel and Reb Yosef Dov are giving us a perfect analysis to fit into the Rambam's overall view of the Beis HaMikdash as a place to bring sacrifices. So now it makes perfect sense that the Mizbeach is integral to the whole Beis HaMikdash because that's where the sacrifices are burnt, as opposed to the Aron, which is disconnected from the Beis HaMikdash, as holy and as important as it is, but the Beis HaMikdash is a place of sacrifices. The Aron, on the other hand, houses the Luchos. So even even though the Aron is supposed to be housed in the Beis HaMikdash, but it's less connected to the Beis HaMikdash than the vessels that are used for the sacrifices. So this whole idea of the Mizbeach being more central than any other vessel, especially the Aron, fits beautifully with the Rambam's overall view of the Beis HaMikdash as a place to bring sacrifices. Whereas according to the Ramban, and there are sources for this in the Ramban, it would seem to go the opposite, that the Aron is the central part of the Beis HaMikdash, whereas the other vessels are important for bringing the sacrifices, but that's only one element of the Beis HaMikdash, the key point being that this is where Hashem's presence is.